This is the Advanced Selling Podcast, Episode 55, How to Get Mentally Prepared for Selling. This podcast sponsored by the Sales Entrepreneurship Conference. Hi, I'm Brad Kleiman. I run the Sales for Entrepreneurs Conference in Cleveland, Ohio on November 9th, and I'm grateful that Bill and Brian asked me to come on to the Advanced Selling Podcast to promote this event. Our speakers are Bill Kasky, Hal Becker, and Marvin Montgomery. You'll learn how to use what you know to sell what you have what it is that makes a top salesman a top salesman, and how to sell value and not price. Go to www.keyentrepreneurs.org backslash sales. This is the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now your hosts, Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. You ever been to an Egyptian hookah bar? Hooker bar? No. Hookah. Oh, sorry. I have never been to an Egyptian hookah bar. In fact, hookah. I just hookah. found out what a hookah bar was about three weeks ago. I never knew is it the what one a near your house. Yes, a, okay. it is the hookah. The hookah pipe. I didn't know what that's what that was. I have never been no in idea. there, but it looks really cool. They've got you know, very, cool very hip. It's very, very kind of Egyptian. Which yes, is, that's what it should be. Figured. I think this one's actually called the Egyptian hookah. Okay. But I, I drove by and I saw one of those signs out front. With you know that that kind of promotes what they're selling that day for lunch. Uh-huh. Do you know what they were selling at the hookah bar? No, Philly cheesesteak, French fries, <laughs> and a soda. <laughs> I thought they'd have like you know rice. Oh, that's very very funny. <laughs> Philly cheesesteak. Very. Then funny. I thought maybe it was in honor of the Philadelphia Phillies or whatever, but they're out of the playoffs. So. Could be. Who knows? Anyway, Bill Kasky here. Brian Neal here, and we are uh, in embarking on another episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. And welcome to our show and uh, authentic American foreign cuisine. <laughs> Philly cheese comments. Philly cheese ticket to bar. We come to you uh, every week. You can go to BillKasky.com or AdvancedSellingPodcast.com to check out previous episodes. Great listenership around the world. Uh, I don't know. Some people say twenty thousand people a month. Some say thirteen. There's a lot. I get. I get people talk. Tell me all the time. Oh, I listen to your podcast, and they know things we talk about, which is a little it's uncomfortable creepy. sometimes. A little creepy. creepy. People bring. Uh, up topics that we talked about are funny jokes. I think they're funny jokes. Well, we had a guy the other day who listened to a podcast we did a few months ago on uh, what was that food stuff back there? Uh, hummus. Hummus. <laughs> yeah. You had some rude comment on hummus, and guy brought in some hummus. For us, <laughs> he did. Brought in hummus. Which is extremely fantastic because he flew here from Australia. Fan- Topic today. We're going to talk about the mind game. We're talking the about mind the mind game. game. We, we talk about that a lot, but we yep. have something that happened uh, here a couple, a few days ago. We have executive seminars that we do, and it's a time for presidents and sales managers to come into our office and kind of sample what we do. And we, we actually do the work like a training session. We don't just teach and preach and sell. This is We say, you know, we're going to treat you exactly like a paying client, mm-hmm. and at the end of this two hours, you can decide if you like being treated like this or not. Yeah, test drive. Yeah. And so we had a guy who was in here, a really nice guy. In fact, he'd bought he'd bought some books from us. Almost said bought in some books, but that you would have been seventh grade. <laughs> uh, he'd purchased some books from us in the past, and he was talking about one of his challenges in what he sells. And I won't get into the detail of what he sells because really it's it's irrelevant. But he said, "What do I say to someone when they when they tell me this particular thing? Like it's like a stall or an objection." Mm-hmm. And so we worked with him a little bit. And he got the words. We gave him some words, and he kind of got it, and he ro- we role-played a little bit with him, and he, he appeared to have understood what we were trying to get him to do and, and some suggestions we had. But then you ran into him in the hallway? Later. Yeah, outside. It was interesting because he, he got the word. Like the words, he was able to articulate verbatim the words that we were asking someone to sell. 
But as I engaged with him a little bit more in this conversation, he's a very, very nice man, it was clear that there was something dramatically wrong or off about him, and that was this, that deep down in his bone of bones, heart of hearts, at his core, he was far away from adopting some of the inner game principles that all the words that we talk about are, are sit upon. And it's sort of tragic when that happens because the it with the words without the foundation of the inner game thing are virtually worthless they're an empty eggshell as he spoke to me his language almost went back and forth like he knew what he was supposed to be thinking but then when he talked to me like a prospective client almost he said hey yeah i could come out and show you what i'm doing you know and he was all over me so it was clear to me that inside his mind his intent what he was all about the way he showed up was much more desperate than what his words sounded like yeah, inside of him. So. so so let's do this today then on this podcast. Let's uh, talk about maybe two or three things or, or thoughts or foundations that your words need to sit on. That's good. And, and we recognize that in a podcast, we, we don't have access to you face-to-face. And if we had access to you face-to-face and you were in a room we uh, here in the training room, we would challenge you and we'd go back and forth and we would take you to task on some of your thoughts. We would discuss some of your other thoughts. We don't have that luxury. So but let's come up with two or three pieces of rock that the words sit on. And we'll just call these some, you know, mental principles. Yeah. And important, too, I think, for the listener as you're driving or, or maybe you're jogging or riding a bike listening to this is look hard in the mirror here, as Billy, as you said, that they, we don't have access to them. We can tell. We can sniff that out. That's what we get paid to do. But for the listener now, it's up to you. The accountability is on them to, to sit and listen to what we're going to talk about and look in the mirror and say, hmm, these guys are either they're talking to me. There's something, a twi- uh, little twinge going on in my gut that tells you that there's probably something there that you need to investigate further. So you want to start with the rock? You said pieces of rock, right? Yeah, pieces of pieces rock. Pieces of rock. Chunks of uh, I am a rock. So I'd say the first one uh, sits on the rock of, of high intent, and you've heard us refer to that over the last few months about your intent when you enter into a sales process with somebody should be heart from a heartfelt place. It should be about helping them solve a problem, to be helping them discover that they even have a problem first. And that, of course, goes before we start solving anything. And so many times I think we, and, and I do it too. You know, I look at someone has 10 salespeople they want to train. So they call us up and I call them back and all of a sudden my heart starts thinking, okay, well, you know, 10 people, that'd be cool. Sounds like a good client. I like what they're like, as Dennis Miller says, the cut of their jib. <laughs> I, I like their website. It sounds like our kind of guy. And before you know it, I've gotten myself away from high intent yep. and I'm starting to sell. And so I think it's, I believe it's really easy to, to fall away. So intent is almost like a, like a check screen, like a touch screen or a checklist that you have to check in with before you make that call and have that interaction. It's a very deep feeling. It, we, we talk sometimes it's about how you show up. And what we mean by show up is there can be no, no element, no part of you, no particle in your body that is there to get anything. If there's any part of that in you, then it kind of spoils the whole thing. Yeah, it's like having a drop of poison in a big uh, vat of soup. You know, one little drop of poison can ruin the whole shebang, yeah. Which brings me to, I know you've uh, also done some work on this, but I was interviewed the other day by a um, British journalist. We did a Skype interview, and we'll let the podcast audience know when it's going to to be on. Okay. In the interview, he says, well, this all sounds well and good, Bill, but what happens if the sales manager or the owner of the company his intent or her intent is not wrapped up in the customer solving a problem. It's wrapped up in, are you going to make your numbers or not this quarter? Yeah. 
And so for a lot of sales organizations, salespeople in particular, sometimes the intent, it's really hard to get that intent back to being customer focused because it's on the numbers. Yeah. What do you do then? Quit. Because <laughs> it'll be different at the next company. Yeah. Course. No, it, it really, it's, uh, it is challenging. I mean, we talked a little bit about uh, one of the rocks being the, the rock of attachment or seeing the world as a plentiful, abundant place and being able to navigate through a marketplace and not be attached to any one particular outcome, but be very engaged in the process along the way, but not worried about the outcome. Same thing when the owner of the company is focused on the numbers. At some point, it's up to the salesperson to mentally keep that out of the sales call. To me, that's the discipline of the salesperson to be able to do that. Requires a lot. A lot of discipline, yeah. And that pressure although it comes from a sales manager or an owner of a company, still lies in your own head. And you can decide whether or not you want to take it into the next sales call or not. I know it's tough. It's very challenging, but, but very possible too. Yeah, but I think it is a both. It, it, you can do both. You can have high intent. You can be customer focused, focused on their pain, and also have big goals for yourself. Sure. And also be conscious that the company does. I mean, companies have to, we have to keep our doors open before we need revenue. I don't think it's an either or, and I think sometimes we we tend to think of peop- things as either off or on. I think there's a big gray area here. I think you can do both, but the challenge is you have to believe that having operating from a place of high intent, being in front of the prospect, finding out what their problems are, what their dreams are, mm-hmm. very focused and present with them. You have to believe that that will get you your new customers or new revenue yep. or new profit. And that takes a leap of faith. It does take you a leap have to of have faith. faith. I have another rock. I'm going to call this the rock of objectivity. The rock of objectivity. You like that? God, I mean, it's that profound, isn't it? The rock of objectivity. That is simply this, that when Anytime we go in... You can put the word rock in yeah, anything. I like that. I really like solid, this rock. Yeah, book of rocks. We can do all sorts of fun things with that. Shipping costs would go through the ceiling for <laughs> shipping rocks around the country and the world. But hey, the rock of objectivity is simply when you move into any new prospective call that your brain is there in a very objective manner analyzing the situation that's going on to determine if you've got a solution to the person's problem. What I find a lot of salespeople do, even highly long-time trained salespeople by us, still have a tough time looking at an opportunity in an objective manner. They see it more as an, in an yeah. opportunistic manner, like, ooh, they've got that little thing wrong. I can fix that. There, I can do a deal with that, as opposed to really stepping back and taking all this information and data in and objectively looking and saying, you know what? Yeah, they've got that little problem, but by and large, things seem okay, and they don't seem motivated to change, so I'm going to leave them alone and move on to the next person. That takes a really, really disciplined person to be able to do that. Instead of when we see a prospect or a company, we see it inappropriately or improperly as something to go conquer. Right. And what we should be doing is seeing it as something to go explore. Explore. Very well said. And so if Very we always well see this, if we always have this conquering warrior testosterone kind of thing where, yeah, the prospect invited me and I'm going to go, yep. I'm going to go hammer. We can't see it that way because that's going to put up all these fences and defenses and gates and resistance. Yep. And that's not helping us or the prospect. So Correct. we have to look at it from an exploration standpoint. Very well said. Rock number three. That was very good. As I rode my bike into work today, I made that up. <laughs> Do we have a number four? I thought we were did on I three. Did I tell you about the hookah bar? No, you did. Are we done? What time is it? I don't know. I got to go get a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> I got one. Okay, fire away. And it, it's sort of a cousin to all these, but um, on this interview that I did, did I tell you about my British? You did. Okay. Internationally renowned interviewee, Bill Kasky, everybody. Well, he asked me a good question, <laughs> and the question was, the hell was the question? Oh, what time is it there? What's, what's, <laughs> what time is this interview done? Uh, 
his question was, what's the number one competency of the sales force of the future? Ooh. Because we have talked about that. In fact, we're going to be doing some more podcasting on what does the sales force of the future look like? And I'm not talking about 50 years from now. We're talking three to five years from now. Mm -hmm. What skills do they need? How do they look? How do they organize? What do they do when they show up? I think there's a lot of changes coming. But he said, what's the number one competency? And we've never talked about this, but what what do you think? I've got an answer. All right. Uh, I think the number one competency of the salesperson of the future is going to be two things. One, an analytical problem solver. And two a collaborator, someone who's able to pull lots of people from lots of different functionalities into a room and coordinate efforts. Analytical problem solver and a coordinator of collaborative people. Well, I had the first one, but I actually didn't have problem solver. I had problem finder. That's good. It's the person who can... And maybe through that, maybe collaboration is part of that, through collaborative environments, through getting access to other people in the company, find out what does the prospect's problem look like. Because a lot of times the prospect doesn't really know what the hell their problem looks like. Yeah, correct. And so I think the salesperson in the future, that's going to be a huge competency, is not just problem solving. That's the other side of the coin, but problem finding. Yeah, right. Because most of us are not very good problem finders. We, We anticipate the prospect has a need or a pain or a problem, and we go in... And we try to fix it. And yep. sometimes by peeling it back and understanding what it really is, it's it's bigger than what we thought it was up front. Yeah, way worse. Very good. Good. Good session today. I agree. I always agree, though. You do agree. This is good you're, stuff. You're very agreeable. Very good stuff. Yep. Well, this is Bill Kasky and Brian Neal. We'll be back here in uh, a week or so with another episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. You can check us out at advancedsellingpodcast.com or billkasky.com and let us know what you think of the show. You can... Email us at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. See you. See you. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies, Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to billkasky.com or to iTunes.